My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hello, everyone. It's Britt here. We're back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels, where we roll with the punches and laugh at our own jokes. <laughs> on today's interview, the guest I'm bringing on, Madison Malloy, is a stand-up comedian, entrepreneur, public speaker, author, and producer based in New York City. She's also been seen on Fox, Dish Network, DirecTV, NBC, and much more. Madison is the host of Next to Madison podcast and also just released a brand new book. Madison, thanks so much for joining us today. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on. You know, I know my intro yeah, didn't you. even do the, yeah, it didn't do the justice, my intro, but um, that's what, that's what you're here for. I want you to be the one to tell your story and tell us, you know, how did you get to where you are today? Um, because I think it's super important and you're kicking ass out there and I'd love to share it with the people listening. So if you don't mind, would you mind just going a little deeper about your story and your book and, and what you're up to? Yeah. So, um, kind of a quick backstory is when I, uh, was in high school, I decided I wanted to be rich and the only way to get there was to go to wall street in my mind. So I went to college, studied finance, ended up getting my dream job on wall street and I was so excited and I got to Wall Street and I realized, oh shit, this is not what I thought it was. And my dream kind of felt a little bit crushed. And I realized, I was like, it's not that I hated the job, I hated corporate America. It just wasn't a good fit for me. I felt that my right. personality wasn't a, hey, can I go see my parents? Can I go do this? Can I, it just, I didn't feel I could be my authentic self when I wasn't leading. And I knew I'm like, okay, I've got to step into some sort of entrepreneurial role to, to bring my best self forward. So by the stroke of luck, I ended up meeting a gentleman that was in my building at the time. And uh, I decided to just jump feet first without doing due diligence to start a business to business e-commerce company in the pet industry. Now, there was a lot of red flags and hurdles that I did not do my proper due diligence on. And I went in and I was able to get sweat equity. So I had ownership in the business, but I didn't have a paycheck. Now, sweat equity is one of those things that can pay off immensely and could be a great thing, or you could lose a lot of money. And that was me. And my Series 7 license that I obtained on Wall Street had expired. And here I was just chasing the money and I was poorer than I'd ever been before. And at that point, I thought, I have nothing to lose. I'm just going to do what I love. Like, forget the money. Like, let me just figure this out. So I had a conversation with my dad one night and he said, well, what would it be if you could take money out of the equation? I said, I love making people laugh and saying inappropriate things. And he said, well, that's a stand-up comedian. You should do that. And I said, that's insane. And so every time I would call and talk to them, they would say, did you get on stage? Did you get on stage? And finally, in February of 2010, I took that leap and I jumped on stage at the Eastville Comedy Club here in New York City. And I was addicted. 
And from then I'm like, that's it. I'm a comedian. That's what I'm doing. I made business cards. I got shitty headshots. I was in business ready to go. Not realizing the crazy road that was going to be ahead of me. I thought I was broke then. Holy crap. Was I in for like a rude awakening? Okay. You don't go into the arts ever to get rich. You go in because you just can't imagine doing anything else. It fuels your passion. It fuels your soul. And although I had that, I also wanted to live a very nice life. I didn't want to struggle. And so because of, of, of that, I was getting, um, you know, good successes along the way. And I felt like a star. My friends were talking about me, but yet the money wasn't correlating to what was, what was going on. So then I had to go and I was like, well, I got to support myself. I don't, I, nobody's going to pay my rent. I was stuck in this and I'm not stuck, but I had a high rise apartment in New York city, which is not cheap. So I ended up saying, okay, so I did some odd consulting jobs and then I ended up, and then after being screwed over a couple of times with the paycheck, I said, I just need something stable that I can, that's not going to take a lot of attention. I can focus on my standup, figure out what I want to do. And so I did a lot of temping and um, that was very hard. It was a finance major who was kind of the head, you know, on one of the first ones to get hired on Wall Street in her, in her graduating class, had a very high GPA, went to a top business school to be then temping as an EA was a very humbling um, situation. And people right. didn't really know my backstory and that I, that I had so much more to offer. Um, so I would do this and then I would be able to perform at night. And again, I was getting, sh- I was starting to go on the road. Things were good, but I needed that consistent paycheck. And I was actually enjoyed the structure of like working every day, getting up really early, working at night. Like I just loved that. Right. I have no time to think. And when I did have time to think, I started to fall into like really bad um, depression and my self-confidence was like in the trash. People would tell me you're so beautiful. And I would not be like, are you crazy? Like you need LASIK. Like this is bad. Um, And I became so worried and consumed about what other people were thinking that I couldn't take the risk on stage to really, really grow as a comic. So finally, I just started listening to self-help podcasts. I started reading books and those were not getting through to me. My brain was so just bogged down with this negative scarcity mindset. And finally, I was able to start creating and start writing. And I said, I've got to be in charge of my own destiny because if I'm going to rely on Hollywood or anyone else to get me out of this shit, I'm going to be in this shit for the rest of my life. And it wasn't until I really was had a night where I was Googling the most painless way to commit suicide was when I was jolted wide awake going, something is a matter. You're coming home on Sunday nights if you're away from a weekend and you're wishing you were living other people's lives and you're depressed. You hate your life so much that you just are going through the motions, counting down the days until you die. And it was a horrible way to live. And I was finally able to get over it. I started making, when I started making more money, like my scarcity mindset started to taper off. So I'm like, okay, I've got to work even more. I've got to figure out how to keep this money coming in consistently and more than I need. I've got to cut the expenses because my mindset is changing with this. 
And then I just started like building confidence. I started realizing that life could end any moment. And that was like such a wake up call for me where everything just shipped. But I also would pray at night and I would say, I can't seem to shake this self-doubt, this confidence, this fear. I was walking around in constant fear. And I don't know if it was all the stuff I was doing, the affirmations, the listening to the podcast, or it was the prayers of God that were answered. But things were lifted through all this stuff I was doing, kind of really lightening the fuck up in a way, not taking things seriously, going with the flow. And that uh, opened so many doors. I realized I was a brilliant creator and I started creating reality television shows. And then I decided I didn't just need to do stand-up. I didn't need to do acting. I didn't like acting. I didn't like going to auditions. I hated it. And I didn't need to do that. I could be on the business side And then I just, I attract, I don't know if it's because I have a very rich looking face. I attract very wealthy people into my life. I love that. And yeah. So I said, I am having the most brilliant conversations with these people. I've got to bring this out into the world. And I was so limited being a comedian. I was always talking about, you know, shaving my Mm -hmm. asshole and sucking dick and doing, it was, was (laughs) I was so dirty and, and I realized, but I have so much more to say. So right, I right. Said, I'm going to start a non-comedy podcast. It's going to be informative. It's going to bring these conversations into the world. And that was the birth of Next to Madison in June of 2019. And since then, I've had star NBA players. I've had people that have started cryptocurrency companies. I've had hedge fund founders, owners, all that jazz. I've had celebrities, comedians, um, top doctors. So it's, it's a podcast where you can go and find everything from self-help, money, uh, advice, coaching, law of attraction. It's the podcast to make you happier, healthier, and wealthier. And um, through the journey and just being positive and, and seeing that there's so much opportunity all around you, you're the only one holding yourself back, right? If you're broke, it's not anybody else's fault. It's your thoughts and your actions that resulted in that. And I'm living proof of it. And so once I was able to overcome those obstacles and step into my new fabulous, amazing life that I do not escape from, I get excited to go on vacation, but I get just as excited to come back from vacation because this is my life. And I'm so grateful and gratitude is one of the biggest things ever. You have to be grateful for what you have in order to get more. And I knew that, and I, it took me five years to finally have that sink in. So gratitude is key. And now I am bringing all that stuff into the world to help everybody else out there in my new book called time to lighten the fuck up. It dropped on on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and it'll be in other stores. It's a fun kind of naughty, uh, unfiltered take on self-help. It's got a lot of my backstory in there, but it shows you how I was able to crawl out of um, these holes, so to say. This book is very glossy, so the camera's like, I love it. I'm Um, so excited to see it. Thank you. So yeah, it's called Time to Lighten the Fuck Up, uh, Self-Help Guide with a Side of Humor. And um, that's exactly what it is. It's unfiltered. It's, I didn't want to sugarcoat anything. How does life feel? How did it feel to me? It felt like I was at a frat party, just sucking everybody's dick, hoping to get invited back the next time. That's how I started to feel. And I put it in there, page two. I can't wait for my mother to read it. So (laughs) 
you know, and it's one of those things. And now the book is out and I'm like, okay, now I got to wait for the reviews to come in. Some people are going to love it. Some might not, but nobody that's offended by the F word is going to buy this book. It's right in the title. So I'm very excited. I feel this book is like the perfect thing for somebody who's in their way, who's second guessing themselves, who's acting like they're going to live forever. When you act like you're going to live forever, subconsciously, we don't realize put our mortality at the forefront of our mind. We dwell on things longer than we should. When you put your mortality at the front of your mind, realizing, oh shit, any day this is over. It's amazing how you stop procrastinating and you start stepping in to your awesomeness. And I've talked to people who are like, I just don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know how to communicate properly. And I, I don't know how to date properly or I, and I'm like, it, your issue is insecurity. That's all it is. It's not communication. It's not dating. It's you're insecure. And we have to get to the bottom of why you're insecure. And I always, I was very insecure for a long time. And then when you figure out, wow, there's a one in 400 million chance that you're actually on this earth, right? That's number one. Number two, no DNA is exactly the same, which means that you are so unique. It's not even funny. This is it. Why would you hide yourself from the world? That should give you the confidence you want. There's people that wish they that were younger looking, were younger, were prettier, were not as pretty, whatever it may be. You, it's your life. And you have to make the most of it. And I love 100%. this analogy I, I recently heard where somebody said, I saw this and I go, OMG, that, that was such a, such an eye opener. If you come down on this earth and you know ahead of time, okay, before you fulfill your dreams, your destiny, everything you want in life that makes you you, 72 doors are going to have to slam in your face until you live the life of your dream. So door 72 is the, all the money in the world, the love, the friends, the happy, that's door 72. You knew that once you take every risk you could and do everything you can to get as many of those doors to close in your face, not not purposely close, but you would take the risk. And every time somebody rejected you or didn't agree with you or was mean to you, or you didn't get invited to a party, you'd be like, wow, Done. Door. Close. I'm closer to door 72. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going to procrastinate. You're like, fuck it. I've got nothing to lose. This is my life. And you're going to go for it. And confidence is something that you have to, you have to build on the inside. I was not born a confident person. I was not a confident person until about two years ago. Um, I had confidence in areas, but now I'm like, this is me. You don't like it. I don't know what to do. I'm not a mean person. This is me. I'm not for everybody. Fuck it. I don't care. And my life yeah. is so much easier because I just literally picture myself on a river and I'm just floating down the river, avoiding the dick. Right. So not avoiding the dick, but I laugh with my friends. Cause I say, <laughs> I'm still working on the, I, I wrote a self-help book, but obviously there's still areas in my life that need some work relationships is one of them. So I've opened myself up to, cause I was so closed off for a long time. I've opened myself up to meeting people. I am very becoming very honest uh, with the whole modern feminism movement, how it, it actually hurt a lot of women. It didn't help us. I was one of them. Um, and being able to express your needs, which comes through confidence. So I'm starting to meet some amazing people that are coming into my life. So I'm hoping that maybe I'll meet the right person. I've manifested it. I've prayed on it. 
Uh, and my next book will be called, uh, it'll be a relationship book once I figure that out, maybe. And it'll be called uh, Time to Suck the Right Dick. So look for that in your you bookstores. Uh, <laughs> this is me, that. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a good enough it was that a good enough backstory? Absolutely. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like, you know, it's great to hear like you took that leap of faith and it like and it's opened so many doors for you and you're finally doing like what you're passionate about. You know, that is so important. And you're you're like, I think that is one of the most important things for people to do is, you know, find what they're really passionate about and just do it and take that leap of faith. And the fact that you're doing that and you've done that, like amazing. Yeah. And also like one thing I learned too is, is embrace and enjoy the struggles, like the, 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 the hard knocks, because those not only are humbling, but you're also never going to be that age ever again. And you have to enjoy the moment and like be in the present because that is your life. Doesn't matter if you're not fitting into your jeans or you're not rich yet. You're that life is still happening. Life doesn't like put a pause button and say, Oh, I'm going to wait till you fit into those jeans before I send you all this opportunity. No, those opportunities go by. So you should always like live your life and wake up. Like it's going to be the best day ever. You have a dog. I have a dog. Pay attention to how your dog wakes up. Your dog wakes up. Like it's going to be the best day of their life. And it is. Thank you for mentioning that. You're so right. They're like, Oh my gosh, this is a new day. I'm so excited. And then Every time you walk in the door, they're like, you are the most amazing person on this earth. So we just got to think in that mindset. We're like, yeah, damn. Right. Every day your life could change. So it's like, be ready, go to the gym, eat healthy food, like do things that you enjoy. If you want to eat the cake and your jeans are going to be a little tight, who gives a shit? Don't eat cake the next two days or like week. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like you always have to, you need to like wake up ready. And also I think it's important for everyone. And I talk about this in the book to find out what they're passionate about and follow that. However, you need to be realistic. Okay. For me to go out and say, everybody should follow their dream is bullshit. Why? Because people's dreams are different. And also I think the first thing you do before you, you find out what you're passionate about. I talk about this in the book. I'll, I'll give kind of an intro to it. Write down the things that you enjoy, just write them down, right? And then read the list back to yourself out loud. Notice how you feel with each one. One where you feel excited and passionate, maybe your voice raises a little bit. Those are going to be your passions. Now, picture very vividly your dream life. Where are you living? What's your house? What's the car you're driving? Figure that out, right? Because you might say, oh, I want to live in Greenwich, Connecticut and drive a G-Wagon and be able to get facials every week and shop when I want and vacation five times a year. Okay, well, if your dream is to be an actress, probably not going to happen unless you make it. So Mm -hmm. what's plan B, right? So you have to be realistic about it. If those are your goals, maybe your goals are just to live um, in a nice neighborhood, live a simple life, raise some kids. Okay. That's amazing. What are you doing to meet that perfect partner right, to make right. that a reality? So I think it's important that you understand the type of life you want to live and then back into your passions, because if your passions aren't aligning, you're just going to be miserable and unhappy. And you're going to be in like this waiting zone, right? Being an actress can be very, very fruitful, 
but it's also an extremely long and difficult road. And most people don't want to wait around for it. So I would say if you, your passion is acting, you should do that, but just maybe tone down the G wagon and the Greenwich mansion and the five times a year, um, yeah. or start a business on the side. Right. You know? Right. So I, I think, I think being, that, being that, realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't just be like, Oh, I'm following my dream. And also be able to adjust your dream. My dream was to be a stand-up comic and an actress when I started. Well, first it was Wall Street, but then when I went into entertainment and I never thought I'd be creating and producing shows and meeting with these amazing business people. I had no idea because I was stuck in this tunnel vision where it was right. acting, comedy, nothing else. And it wasn't right. until I kind of like realized, oh, wow, the tunnel can widen. Like you come to the end of the tunnel and you widen, you're like, oh my gosh, there's so much opportunity that all these things started falling into my lap and I was able to, to follow what I really enjoyed. And I still get up right. on stage and I love it, but I want to be more of a public speaker because it aligns more with the type of life I want to have and what makes me really happy and how I can help more people. Um, Absolutely. And it, pay, and it pays better, but right. you know, so it's, it's just, I, I think that it's so important that People just realize like, stop overcomplicating life. I like to use a very crude metaphor for this because it sticks in people's minds, okay? We overcomplicate yeah. everything. We don't need to overcomplicate everything. Think about it this way. Life is so much like shaving your asshole, okay? You overthink it, you're gonna hurt yourself. You just yeah. go with the flow, quick zip zap, nice clean asshole, you're on your way. That is exactly. how you have to look at life. It is not complicated. It's we that make it complicated. Mike, it's true. I'm out. No, I'm it is so true. <laughs> I like that a lot. You're so right. Like we don't need to over compliment, everything, uh, complicate everything. We are, life's already complicated. So, uh, but I, I wanted know. to get into, you know, what, you know, okay. So what are some of the biggest, um, challenges that you face with um the podcast once you went up and running with it you know there's always those wins but what have some of the challenges been along the way too growth in the beginning growth was a big challenge I remember when I started this podcast I booked what I thought was the most amazing guest and I'm like this is gonna be the biggest fucking podcast right watch out I had the founder of ashleymadison.com Okay. I was like, boom, got him. Great. Right. Had to build, had to build. Second guest was a Marvel actor and major stand up comic, Ronnie Chang. Still and had to you, build, had to build. Right. How I, do you I, go I, about I, attracting these? Um, do you reach out to them, the people that you bring on for interviews? How do you go about getting these, uh, these, this, these great people? Do you, like reach so, out to at, them or referrals or yeah so at first obviously I had to reach out to them uh Ronnie yeah. I knew Ashley Madison I took a chance on um this other guy was like a huge social media influencer we happened to follow each other on Instagram so that that was easy um right you know I was always I loved talking to people I, I would just go and meet fascinating people I'd make them laugh and so then I got a, a hall of fame NBA player who came on when I met him at an event one night um and, and then just I kept crossing paths sometimes I would tweet people and they would actually okay. write back to me and then come on the show and then I did a good job so then they would send people now I'm at a point like I have a woman who's extremely well connected so she has a lot of people 
that come on the show, but a lot of people reach out to us. So I like landed on a a couple PR list. And so people actually find us, but for the first two years of the podcast, it was just like some months were up, some were a little down, some were up, right. some were a little down. And I was funding right. all this. And I'm like, should I, am I crazy? Like everyone else seems to have a podcast that's just exploding. I don't have the money to put into the advertising. Right. All I can do is be authentic and put these conversations out and hope they hit. I, what am I, what am I doing? Like this right. is insane. Like I should just stop the podcast and I should go and put my money in a different direction. And then I thought to myself, well, no, I don't want to do that because I have met so many amazing people doing the podcast and actually created business opportunities for myself through the guests that have come on the podcast. Why on earth, how else am I going to get an amazing person to talk with me for one hour? And I get to ask them everything I want to know. Right. I've got to have the podcast. Like the connections you make, it's just incredible through podcasts, right? If I didn't have my podcast, let me be very clear about this. If I didn't have my podcast, I wouldn't have met a gentleman that came on my show. And this guy was running all these like coaching masterminds. I wouldn't have got invited at a very deep discount last minute and met my publisher that led to this book. Isn't it crazy the doors that open and the things that can come from having a podcast and the connections like incredible I have a party being thrown for me at one of the most exclusive private clubs in New York. And how, how is that happening? The woman was a guest on my podcast and wanted oh, to throw my me goodness. a party. I'm telling you, this is incredible. What else has happened? Oh, I met another gentleman. This was the beginning of the podcast we developed a nice friendship and he trusted me to develop a whole project for him that will hopefully be announced soon. Gave me the rights, everything through the podcast. Incredible. Incredible. The podcast has opened so many doors, but you have to be open to see it. Most people be like, yeah, but I'm interviewing people and I'm not seeing that because you're probably closed off in some way. Yeah. A closed mindset. Yeah. And I always like to approach people. I always like to go at people with what can I do for you? And I think that's a very positive thing. Never go and be like, Oh, I need this from you. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. No, go into a meeting, go into anything, go into a conversation about what you can do for that other person that is going to open doors and conversations. Like you won't believe. Absolutely. Now with the podcast and the interviews, does do they often lead to like, you know, um, how do they affect your business? Like, you know, do a lot of people come get referred to you afterwards to, you know, they want to work with you or um, how does that affect your business? So, you know, I'm not, I don't have like a coaching program, so to right, say right. right now, or like a physical business. So as far as my business goes, the business of the podcast and obviously now the book. book. And then I have like underground businesses I run. I mean, I just, I don't run them publicly. It's like, they they kind of run. I do some stuff with my, my family. Um, those kind of secretly run in the background. So there's a lot of like different businesses. Um, but as far as like my overall business, yeah, I've made connections, um, talking Mm -hmm. with people. It's just, 
built confidence. And um, so it, it has helped my business, but through the book and public speaking, I probably will um, start some sort of coaching program, program yeah. cause it seems to be the way things are, are, are getting done. Um, and through that, I'm sure that the podcast will, will help uh, tremendously. 100%. Um, I always did, you know, the podcast is next to Madison and somebody was a guest, you were next to me and, you know, back before COVID when we were in a studio and, and that was great. But people, one of the comments was, we don't know Madison that well. And Madison's the reason that we have to come back to every episode. So we only go to the episodes where it, the topic resonates with us. And I thought, okay, so now going forward, you're going to hear more solo episodes on specific struggles and self-help. And then there'll be people coming on. So the format's going to change a little bit. The people that are going to come on, it's not going to be just such a straight interview unless they're really spilling tea. I don't know. Um, Right. But it'll be more of a conversation. So you're going to hear me a lot more going forward. But also I think doing this so long and then finally having like the numbers start to really grow, um, build your confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, I didn't have confidence. I felt like everybody was getting like major deals with their podcasts. And like, I I, I wasn't like something was going on. And, um, but I didn't step away from it because I loved it. So that's the, the piece, the one piece of advice I really, well, multiple pieces, but the one thing I really want to drive home to your listeners is don't do a podcast just because everybody's doing a podcast and you feel maybe it'll hit and you can make money. It's a stupid reason to do a podcast. Do a podcast because you're so passionate about the subject matter and it ignites you to where you can go three years without making a dime and still get up and be excited to do Do it. it. That things are finally paying off. If you told me, hey, Madison, you're going to start this podcast it's going to cost you X amount of dollars and you're not going to see a profit for probably three years. Would I have done it? No, not a million years. Right, right. Stupid. What a stupid plan. I would have figured out yeah. something a lot sooner. So I think it's important to not always know, but to always do something because you're, you're, you're passionate, you're passionate about it. And like, you're, you're solving like a problem. Like there's a lot of great podcasts out there, but for me, like I have a different interview take I'm different than everybody else. Yours is very unique. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say things like you're not expecting. And um, yeah, I love my podcast. I'm so excited. I'm actually doing a very fun podcast that's going to, it'll be out. Look for it end of October, early November. Um, But I'm actually putting my podcast producer in my seat and I am next to her. So I'll actually be the, the subject matter for the interview. So I'm actually going to be a guest on my own podcast. I like that idea. About that's, the book. that's awesome. Yeah. And I get to put her in the spotlight, which is really cool. She's actually getting a yes, lot of attention is, as, as I, a podcast producer. It's great. That's incredible. And like, honestly, that's what I like about your podcast. It's so unique. Like, you know, you're not afraid to try different things. Um, and that's awesome. Well, so w- with it, um, what is your biggest desire and focus for the next year coming or for this year coming? My biggest desire is to sell my television shows, to write my next book and get it out there and to hit at least five different countries speaking to help people realize that they're freaking awesome. And let's, 
not let fear and judgment hold us back. Is that good it. enough? I'm oh, so and maybe, and, and maybe to meet my future partner because life is easier <laughs> together. It just is. Absolutely. I've been hey, single with all these very connections long. you're making, it's very, very possible. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm open for it. I'm open for it. I know right? exactly what I'm looking for. Like, if it doesn't fit, bye. See ya. Yeah, I got, I got a toy for my needs. You know what I mean? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not, but you know, he <laughs> does. Oh, well, I just want to thank you again, Madison, for taking the time of the day, especially when you're on tour you. right now. Like I appreciate yeah. it. It's a pleasure. And you know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about going and, and doing that? So we have an email um, next to TO Madison at gmail.com. They can also reach out directly to me, Madison at madisonmalloy.com, but go to the, if you're trying to talk about the podcast, go to that one. Um, okay. And then you can also find me on the socials, um, Twitter, I'm at Madison Malloy, Instagram at Real Madison Malloy, TikTok, which needs to grow, so go there, at Real Madison Malloy. Um, yeah, so follow me, buy the book, read the book, rate the book, most importantly. Rate the book. Yep. Review I can't the book wait to get it. the book. I can't wait to get the book. Yeah. I'm excited. Definitely. You got to get the book. It's going to be great. 100%. You know, and listen, here I am sitting here being like, okay, I'm like years ahead of where I started from, but this is a normal feeling that I think everybody has. The book comes out and you're so excited. You're doing all this stuff. And then you start waking up in the middle of the night going, is the book good? Are people going to like the book? It's a normal. People are going to love the book and they're going to, and then you go, and then you go, (laughs) wait, not everybody likes everything and that's okay. I wrote a great book. I'm giving advice into the world. And if people want to take it and love it, that's great. And if they don't, that's okay too. It doesn't matter. But I think you're really going to enjoy the book because it's like very serious at times, but then I'll drop like something extremely inappropriate and you'll be like, where the hell did that come from? (laughs) So I'm hoping- it's authentic self-help right and that makes it enjoyable you know sometimes like it's boring just reading very seriously like this is going to be great and i can't wait to take a look at it um so thank you again madison for sharing all your valuable insight and making this interview like so fun and uh, you you know i know that so honored to have been on Absolutely. Absolute pleasure. And I know that with the people listening, you know, you are going to relate with some people listening and um, that's the biggest thing for us. So um, that makes me really happy. So absolutely. And I hope to get you on again, you know, in the future and we'll stay in touch and, you know, we'll see how everything's going and um, have another fun interview. I would love it. It'll be fun. I'm excited. We'll have a a wonderful rest of your uh, trip up to Canada. And enjoy that little baby dog. Thank you so much. Yeah, my little friend, she's back to sleep. And yeah, so just for the end of the interview, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) he's like, okay, now I'm ready. He's done. Yeah. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please go like and subscribe. Um, If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on for an interview, just like our beautiful Madison did today, please go to podcastrebels.com. We'd love to have you on as well. And thank you again, Madison. Catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you. Appreciate Bye, guys. It. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.